Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin. And now's the best part where I get to kill time before Carrie comes on. We have Carrie today. Uh, so, thought of the day. Why is it crazy cat person and not crazy dog person? I'm curious. But Carrie's already here, so I can't, you know, gotta move on, get serious. Here. Maybe. Waiting. Hello. I got excited. I hit my earphones out of it. Hi. Hi. Let me just, oh, I'm just in my chair here. How are you okay. doing? Just my face. All right. My, why does my head look so ginormous? Anyway, it's all good. Take your time. <laughs> I bet the good angle that you, uh, what, um, maybe tilt the thing down. Tilt the thing down. So many technical pieces of this. Is that a little better? That it, why is my, oh, I don't think these are working anymore. Robin, where did you go, Robin? Hi. I know. I, <laughs> all right, let's try again. Weird. Is this working? I can hear you, but it's a bit. You through here. Like, yeah, I can't hear you. Yeah, you can't hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I'm gonna take these out. That was fun. All right. Hey. You're gonna take mine out too. No, no, it's okay. Let me well, now I can't hear you. Nope. I can't oh, hear well, you. I can't. Hang on. Can you hear me? <laughs> We're so. I feel like my grandmother. This can is you amazing. Hear me? Everything's uh, okay. Yeah. I can, I can <laughs> hear you now. Okay. Beautiful. Let's do that. Ooh, we were trying to be so cool. We had our technology and we were ready. Okay. I was ready, man. I, I, I was appreciate ready. that. Oh. How, are, how are you? How's your window? Uh, it's okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's looking okay. Uh, I didn't fully open the blinds because the lighting is not my friend on these things. Oh, so, okay. That's okay. You got, we got a half <laughs> open. Uh, how are you? I like I'm your okay. clock. Hmm? I like your clock. Thank you. Yes. We debated putting a clock in here, but... We have a clock and it tells us, it tells our friends when they should go home. In the days when we could have friends over. <laughs> it tells them when they should go home. My husband was like, cause this used to be our dining room. My husband used to say, we shouldn't put a clock in the dining room because then people are aware of the time and think that they have to leave or something. And I was like, I don't think you're, I think you're thinking way too much into this. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I can see, I can argue both sides. Yeah. I, uh, I understand that. Cause I'd be like, oh, I stayed here too long, but you can trick them into staying longer. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you got a fan here. I don't know who Vinton, Vintage Ashlyn. I don't know either, but thank you, Vintage Ashlyn. Ashlyn, so nice. Ashley, I can't read English anymore. This That's is, okay. Is it That's okay? okay? It's concerning, but. <laughs> I'll forgive you. Okay. So, oh, okay. Let's just get down to it. Let's discuss Let's something very exciting that happened this morning. Mm -hmm. Something was launched. Okay. So my crowdfunding campaign for my new film has launched on Indiegogo and the link is in my Instagram. I don't know if it's in my Instagram description. I'll have to link it there. The page is description. So the film is called Demonstration Sport. Yes, I did, Vintage Ashley, and I said your user. Um, my film, it's a short film. It's a mockumentary called Demonstration Sport, and it's about a woman, moi, who is a mom who her dream is to become the first gold medalist 
in the Olympic, the new Olympic sport of competitive napping. <laughs> so we do have an Indiegogo campaign going on right now. It just started this morning. <gasps> Papa Chulo Levy joined. Oh my goodness. One of my favorite people in the whole world. Oh, that, okay. Now we have to be good. Okay. Be cool. Yes. Be cool. Huh. yes. Um, so yeah, we've launched our campaign. We're super excited to bring this film to everybody. I think it's going to be hilarious. We have an amazing director, Monica Mustelier, and uh, we have a cast. We have our, uh, we have a whole crew happening, and uh, it's the first short film I've done and written. So I'm very excited, and I think it's going to be a, a good time. I think it's going to be a, a fun time. Napping. I think we should stop the nap shaming. I, I you know, no. I in your honor, I took a nap today. Uh, but unfortunately, I was very unsuccessful at it, and I ended up just sleeping longer. I don't know how you mastered the art. Like, okay. What is your nap? In, in your head, yeah. what is a nap? How long? Okay, so there are various kinds of nap. First of all, you have to train. And my character, Amy, has a coach, a napping coach. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is not, this is a sport. This is not just a fluffy little thing. So you do need to train properly, and it's not a sleep. It's a nap. Very that. different. It is. So there are different kinds of naps. There's the cat nap, which is just like a, a five, ten minute kind of deal. There is actually something called a NASA nap, like NASA, the aeronautical space place. And um, what is that? They've done studies on fighter pilots and fighter pilots who nap for about 25 minutes, yeah. 25, 26 minutes, have a better reaction time and they make fewer errors. So there's a so certain- day they have to nap? Or I don't know if it's four. every day, but okay. when they do nap, that's like an optimal time, 25-ish minutes. Okay. Um, then there's the whole concept of if you nap too long, like an hour or more, you get into REM sleep and then you, your whole sleep cycle starts again. It's a whole thing. So I know Liv here is saying if she naps during the day, she can't sleep at night. Um, I don't seem to have that problem. I love napping. Like I'm so good You're at like, it. I'm a bro, so I can't relate. Well, you know what? I relate to you because I'm exhausted. So I have my coffee up. Yeah. And I think it's so weird because I think napping is cultural too. Like in some cultures, they just, they, they nap. They, that's what you do. You take a little rest in the afternoon and no one's like shamed for it. And I think in North America, it's still kind of like you're lazy or you're missing something or you're like babies get to nap. And I was talking about this with someone else earlier. I think adults should nap. And so when you pitched this to me and mm -hmm. you told me that I, I was so excited, I love <laughs> this idea. I hope it brings back napping. I hope it's kind of Europe style, <laughs> European breaks yeah. throughout the day. I think that'd be fun. I think it's, I think it's going to be a good time. It's fun. Um, and then, you know, really even people who are not super athletic, have a chance to be very successful in competitive napping. You know, like some people have a skill, like a, you know, a skill. Uh, but you can train <laughs> as you I think you in have to. Mm -hmm. What would differentiate gold from bronze? That's an excellent question. Well, there's a few categories that you're judged in. Yeah. Um, there's time, because there's different kinds of naps, the cat nap, the NASA nap, oh. the snooze, and so on. There's time and how close you are to the optimal time. There's form, so, you know, oh, you don't want to be just kicking your leg over the blanket willy-nilly. You gotta, you know, there's form. Uh, so wait, what's good form? I think good form is remaining under the blankets. Oh, okay. Um, 
you don't want to have too much of a restless leg syndrome going on. That's one of the hazards. Uh, one of the major injuries in competitive <laughs> napping is RLS. And um, oh, that's oh, that's it's sad. It's sad. You gotta yeah. So oh, my friend Crafting Diva Dolores is here. Hi, Dolores. I miss you. Wait, I have a question. Are you yeah. with napping if you use one of those weighted blankets? Well, this is the thing. So I think because it's such a new sport, we're still trying to settle on all of the rules and regulations of, of competitive napping. Um, you don't want to be, yeah. So we're, we're still looking into the legalities of uh, a weighted blanket. I'm wondering if it's something that could be maybe used in training but maybe would be disqualifying in a competition. Okay, what about like melatonin kind of stuff? Oh, that's doping. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's it is doping. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, so that's doping. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, is yeah, magnesium yeah. borderline or is that acceptable? Um, I think it's borderline. Okay. You know, you gotta, <laughs> there's integrity. We are Canadian athletes and we have integrity. Michael Devanathan. Michael Devanathan was a student of mine when he's in grade when he was in grade seven. Whoa! And now he's a grown up person with like kids and stuff. Grade so, seven was an hi, awkward Michael. year. Uh, <laughs> every year was an awkward year. Uh, that's fun. Look at you. Oh, mm -hmm. I people say they're in class. I love that so much. I'm like, cool. I'd like to think that we're teaching in a way. So we are teaching now. I am a teacher. I'm not in class right now because it's my lunch time. So that's why I'm able to do this with you now. I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a teacher as well. So you have a very I don't how did you get to teaching? I'm curious about that. So I don't know. I was all I was the kind of kid who loved her teachers. I loved. I had a really good educational experience. Nice. And most of my teachers were great all through like through elementary to high school. I was super lucky. And I always liked babysitting. I liked little kids as a, as a small when I was a kid. And then I just, I got into it. I started teaching. I got into it a little bit later. I was maybe 27, 28 when I started teaching. And then after a few years, I couldn't find my niche. I taught grade seven. I taught grade one. I taught a bunch of things. And then I ended up in deaf education. Yeah. So I'm a teacher of deaf and hard of hearing students. I went back to school to specialize in that. Right. And it's really fun. I was in a classroom for many, many years with like a small group of kids, a, a self-contained class. And now I'm what's called an itinerant teacher. So here's, this is actually what I wear. I don't know. It's probably backwards. but It is backwards. And now you're just it's, showing me your chest and your I'm showing your chest here. It's very yeah. appropriate. Not that kind of show. But if my shirt says itinerant teacher, because when I go into schools with our masks on, um, sometimes people don't know me because I'm only in that school sometimes once a month, I go to schools regularly because I have children that I teach, you know, a couple times a week. And those right. people tend to know me, but sometimes I'm in a school once a month just to deal with equipment. They don't know me. And now we have masks that we're wearing. Do so you I have masks that are see-through? We do. We have okay. clear masks. So, but when I go into a school just to deal with equipment, I tend to wear the surgical mask. It's just a little bit more comfortable. And it actually, the sound coming out of a surgical mask is much more clear than the sound coming out of a plastic, the, the clear masks. So even some of the kids that I work with prefer for us to wear the surgical mask. And we wear a little microphone and the sound can go into their hearing aids or into their cochlear implant. Whoa. Clear is better so that the kids can see our faces, obviously. But um, it's been really tricky this year for deaf and hard of hearing people 
with the mask. It's difficult for everybody. Like you don't realize how much even a hearing person lip reads. Cause sometimes I was, someone's, and I can hear fairly well, but when someone's talking to me, if their mouth is covered, I'm like, what? I don't get it. So. So do you know how to sign as well? Is that part of the, okay. I do. ASL. ASL. ASL okay. American Sign Language. I do know how to sign. I don't have to sign a whole lot in this current job that I have because the kids that I'm teaching are all have some hearing. Right. But every now and again, I had a little one that I was teaching before the winter break who um, I did use a lot of sign language with and that was fun. And my daughter who's 10 really loves sign language so she she and I signed together quite a bit it's it's amazing I was trying to teach myself sign language on YouTube it lasted yeah. however long it lasted whatever <laughs> but it's so hard if so I was trying to sign I'm like signing to my husband he doesn't know what I'm doing so it's <laughs> to have someone that you can practice yeah. with because I'm like I don't know is this right he goes I don't know I didn't learn it I'm like oh. well that's it it's a language right like it's not it it's actually a language with its own grammar. It's very, it's not something you can learn super quickly. No. Um, and you do <laughs> obviously need to practice and communicate with others. So it's, it's a social thing. It's hard to do that in a vacuum, right? I was trying to learn the important words, you know, in case there's an emergency or something like hospitals and stuff. And that's a great idea. Family. I mean, it was, and then I just COVID lost motivation. But I totally there's like get really it. good YouTube channels that I feel but yeah. then it's no one to correct me. So I thought I learned how to spell my name and I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I thought, wait, do I only use my right hand or can I use my left hand? How so I are you right or left-handed? I'm right-handed. So you, that would be your dominant hand. So usually you would use your dominant hand to finger spell. Okay. And, um, but yeah. should you learn with both in case, let's say I injure my right hand. Sure. Talk to someone. You could. But uh, not every deaf person signs and certainly not every deaf person. I mean, ASL is not, um, universal, right? So there's different sign languages everywhere. And it's only in America. I'm just curious. Okay, so it's in Canada, in America, okay. although in Quebec, there's a different sign language completely. Um, I know. I know. I mean, I'm not shocked, but that, yeah. yeah. So ASL actually came out of French sign language way, way, way back, um, like from France, way back. That's like the origins of it. But there's, I mean, Australian sign language, it's called Auslan. They have a completely different sign language. British sign language is totally different. These are all English languages, but the sign languages are different. Like the alphabet in the British sign is two-handed. So the vowels so are all- So you need both, there you go. Okay. Whereas on ASL, it's all, you know, on one hand. So it's all different, but it is really cool to learn. It's fun, it's social, it's, you know, Keep, keep trying at it because it's fun. Oh, I will. I'm going to call you and we're going to do classes. We're gonna we should. We should just call it. chat. Yeah. You're like, uh, Robin, I didn't agree to this, but I guess I have to say yes. So She's calling me again. Yeah. Just like I'm going to say yes here and then never respond when she calls me. It's going to be great. <laughs> but why, what drew you to deaf and gen, like the deaf population? Am I saying that correctly? I don't want to. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was just, I just used to find sign language sort of fascinating as a younger person. When I was in my really early 20s, I took some classes just out of interest. I wasn't a teacher yet. Um, I just thought it was kind of cool. So I went to a school here in Toronto called the Bob Rumble School for the Deaf, and they had sign language classes, and I did a couple of those. And I just loved it. I just thought it was a lot of fun. And then when I got into teaching, I couldn't really find where I fit in the teaching world. And at the time, I was doing a lot of theater, and one of the shows that I did, um, this uh, someone who's a very good friend of mine now 
he, I found out he was also a teacher during the day and he was a teacher of the deaf. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting. And I know how to sign and he knew how to sign. And when that play was over, I said, could I come observe you one day? And he said, yes. And I went, I went oh, this is cool. I kind of like this. So then I went to uh, the following year, I went to York University uh, where I had done both of my degrees before and they have a postgraduate um, teacher education program there for, you have to be qualified as a teacher already, but then you specialize in teaching deaf and hard of hearing students. That is, I always thought that people from, with a theater background, because they're already so animated. Yeah. Do that being said, I think ASL already lends itself to being animated. The word sure. itself, when you have to do the expressions and that's the word. For but sure, that's... because the grammar, a lot of the grammar of ASL is on the face, like the questioning and all that kind of stuff. And so you, if you're a shy person, it's hard to do. And people sometimes laugh when they see interpreters and they're like, oh my gosh, look at all the facial expressions they're making. It's not funny if you're, it's, it's necessary. It's part of the language. So that's part of what you do. It's not just, they're not just doing it to be goofy. <laughs> No, but I it. also feel yeah. they tell their, I remember my first encounter with some, um, an interpreter, signer, mm -hmm. interpreter, okay. Probably uh, an interpreter, yeah. Uh, was, I was on, I was on a vacation with my family and we were watching the show and there was an interpreter and I watched the interpreter more than the show because yeah. they were so animated and I felt the story, mm -hmm. there was everyone on stage, there was a whole cast, it didn't matter because the story that was being told from that interpreter I just, it was mesmerizing. And so I just cool. thought that was so fascinating to be able to tell it like one person versus this whole, I yeah. hope that, I hope they paid her well because. Uh, <laughs> it's that, a tiring job. It was just it, so impressive. That's amazing. Yeah, I love watching interpreters work. Like they're, they're so skilled at what they do. And um, yeah, I don't think they, they probably don't get paid enough, but it is a really difficult job. And it's actually like a four year degree to learn how to be an interpreter. Um, it's, it's a pretty intense program and it's a very highly specialized, like I'm not an interpreter. I can sign a little bit. I can have a conversation with somebody, but interpreting is its own specialty. And it's, yeah, it's really important that when people need an interpreter, they get an actual interpreter, a qualified yeah. person. Yeah. The, the one thing that I want, if I ever became an interpreter, I would wonder what if I just don't like what's being said? And I hate that I have to interpret everything. But again, yeah. that's with language, right? But I always mm -hmm. wonder, what's it actually translating to? What are, and then they spell out the words if it doesn't fully translate. But there's such a power. I think there was a movie about the interpreter. I don't remember. No, that. I don't know. To look that up. I guess it's like any of those professions where you would just, there's probably a professional code of conduct and you have to follow it. And if there's something well, like- You know what's funny though? Around. When you're, when you're yeah. listening to something, let's say it's on the, and I watch the news, and as the interpreter, and you're hearing this, and it's like, oh my God, what is this garbage? But you have to, <laughs> it's a neutral, <laughs> okay? I'm just gonna deliver yeah. the news without having an opinion. And I think I find that so challenging because I would have yeah. my, really? Uh, okay, fine, here you go. Yeah, that must be really difficult to just kind of put your own biases aside, right? And just interpret, but that's what they do. They're professionals, so that's, that's what they true. do, yeah. I think anyone that can do sign language or even just work with populate it's just, I, I was so impressed when you sent me your bio. I'm like, you do this? What? <laughs> it was so impressive. You're like, by the Thanks. way, I do this. I'm also doing a movie and whatever. It's a short <laughs> film, but it's still like my thing. It's really, you know, you're, you're doing, I think stuff. I'm not this, 
age, I'm at this age where I want to be doing things and I'm starting to learn that you can't wait for people to invite you to do things and to create things um, because it's not going to happen. Yeah. Maybe it happens for some people, but it's not happening. And a few very wise friends have said, look, you just need to make something. Like I've been writing, I'm an actor as well but it's COVID time and auditions have been few and far between. And, uh, you know, I'd love to be working on some really cool Canadian shows and there's so many wonderful things happening here in Toronto. And I'd love to work on many of the things that are going on right now, but it's not happening right now. Maybe it will. I'm not saying it's never going to, but it's a quiet time for me as an actor. So I started doing some writing and I thought, oh, this is kind of cool because then you don't have to wait for someone to, to let you be creative. You can just go, all right, it's time now to do some thing. Yeah. And then the, some very wise friends said, you got to make something. You got to make a film. You got to do it. And I didn't know how to do it. I still am learning like tons. And people are just giving me advice. People are putting me in touch with the right people and the team that I have working with me for this film. They know what they're doing. So I have to trust in mm -hmm. their uh, professionalism and their expertise and their knowledge and they're teaching me as we go along. And it's okay to not know everything. I'm going to learn as I go. And then hopefully I'll be able to share that information as we, as we go along. Right. So yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, it's so, it's scary at the same time though. You're like, okay, there's so much I don't know. What if I, make a mistake but then you know what it doesn't you're still trying and you're still you learn from this one and you move on from there mm -hmm. so yeah 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 oh um someone's asking if I can teach sign language and I'm not an instructor unfortunately like it's if you want to learn sign language first of all the best place to learn sign language would be at through somebody who's deaf like at a school for the deaf or right. a class where they're teaching you sign language it's always best to learn directly from the source and the source would be someone who uses that language all the time. So my very first sign language instructor was a deaf woman and it's always better. So look at wherever you live, look in your city and there's always people and classes to, that can teach you these kinds of things. But yeah, like back to the creative that, thing. Yeah. I want to try. Okay, you're back. Okay. You kind of froze for a I second. Am. There. I tried to, I know, I tried to change to data because I was getting choppiness at one point and I thought, okay. I don't want that for you. Um, That's okay. Make it worse. Let's find out. But it's like your thing that you're doing, like this window chats with Robin. Like, you're not waiting for someone to say, Robin, here's a talk. You can come and host a talk show. You're not waiting for someone to do that. You're just doing it. So I think that's I love, awesome. I think it's like inspiring. a talk show format. I had no idea. I'm just talking to people. When you messaged me and you wanted to be, to chat with me, I'm like, people want to do this? I thought everyone was just, yeah, I guess we'll entertain her, whatever. No, I was so impressed. And I'm like, how do you get on this show? <laughs> it made my day. It actually made, it probably made my week, honestly. I was just like, People want to be on this. This is so cool. Uh, it was very exciting. So thank Let's, you for the story. No, it's so funny because I was like nervous to even to text you or email you. I was very nervous. And then I thought she's going to go, yeah, you're not really the kind of person we're looking for. <laughs> so we all have our own like insecurities and our own stress, right? Well, it was so because I think I only met you once in person when we did that uh, with Sean 
the Lucky Seven web Lucky series. Lucky Seven web series. And yeah. I met you once. You seemed very nice. I think you got my boomer. Nice. So, <laughs> yeah, she's cool. Uh, okay, I came on for one day. Bye. Uh, never see anyone again. And then I, I'm like, I see, I, you know, I have you on the Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I'm like, she's doing cool stuff. She's in a commercial. She's shoveling snow. <laughs> I shoveled snow. Yeah, that was fun. That was my first union job. So I had done a couple of things that were non-union. And then I got this home hardware commercial and it was a union thing. And it was really cool. It was really fun to shoot that commercial for two days. I got to shovel a lot of snow. At first it was fake snow. Okay. In the beginning it was fake snow. And then once I was tired and it had been 11 hours into it, then they put down the real heavy stuff. <laughs> that, that order makes sense. Okay. <laughs> That's how they did it. And you start so what's the yeah. audition for that one. Is it they had a shovel? What were they looking for? Were, I don't know. You never shovel? know. Okay. You never know. Yeah, there was a little bit. There was sort of an improv because there's no lines right. in, in these kinds of things. Um, so basically, you're just looking for, they were just looking for whatever look they want. And it's hard because you don't want to, it's hard to not get a job. And most jobs you go for, you don't get. Oh, like, yeah. it's really rare to get hired and to book the job. But did you know you would book that one? No. Okay. I find oh, that happens. I'm like, this one? Really? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I had no clue. Um, so I don't remember if there was a shovel in the room or it was like a broom or something like that we had to pretend was a shovel. And then they wanted us to do something like just, uh, you know, feel like confident about your shoveling. Like you were kind of like a shoveling superhero and like whatever. Awesome. And you never know what they're looking for. And what my, I'm trying to get my like feeble little brain around um, when I'm auditioning is it's not that they're rejecting me when you don't get the job. It's that they've chosen someone else mm -hmm. and it really has nothing to do with me. You say that I've seen commercials I've auditioned for and I go, Oh, that's what they were going for. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, mark. and I think on a, from an acting perspective, probably a lot of people who show up for these things can do the acting job of it. And it's like, you either look the right way or you don't look the right way. And, and, this is how I look. There's not a whole lot I can do about this. It is what it is. So if I'm the kind of look you want, you'll hire me. And if I'm not the kind of look you want, you won't hire me. But it's so hard to not take it personally and to say, oh, I would have been amazing at that. And I really want to work so hard for that production or whatever. Like I, I'm fun to work with and I get along with everybody and like, it would be great fun. But you have to remember like, they're just looking for their actor. They don't care it's not that they don't care, but it's like, that's not, they're not looking to like make a new friend. <laughs> yeah. I think the hardest thing that I learned, I don't know if this ever happened to you. I didn't know you could book a commercial and then not make the final cut. That was news to me. Ooh, um, yeah, that would be hard. What? It was, I, that was, uh, that was new. Oh. Like, okay, so I get the session fee, but not the buyout fee. I'm like, uh -huh. I did a commercial where it was, I think it was for some kind of a mobile phone company um, but it was American. So I only saw it very briefly and it was a long shoot. It was like two days. That's long. And I think at the end I saw like a corner of my leg or something <laughs> like it, I wasn't really in the commercial at right. all. And it was like a long arduous cut. And there were lots and lots and lots of people there. It was like this big crowd business, right. whatever. But after you watch it, you're like, okay, I'm excited. I remember this scene. I remember the restaurant. I was there. And they're like, yeah, I'm not there. Oh, well. I was like, no, if you just pan to the left. Oh, you edited me out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. That's why it's good that you're doing this and that I'm doing oh, my yeah. movie so that we don't have to wait for people to allow us to be creative. Right? Yeah. Next year, this time, you're going to have an award-winning film and I will have yeah. a talk show. That's what's going to be fun. And then I'm going to come on your award on your talk show and talk about your award my like new little award. I'll wear like a little medal and uh, I'm going to come for to winning show. the gold in napping and oh for gosh. the film. Okay. Yep. Two, two awards. Yeah. I for napping. The film would be this big, the award. I mean, I feel, I want it to be bigger. I want the award to be, <laughs> you know, like you have to struggle to lift it up. You don't know where to put it in your house. I'm going to have like a little cart just for the award, just for the award. Wheel it in. Oh, this is, uh, someone wants to know your skincare routine. This is, uh, my skincare routine. This is, we'll make it a commercial. Okay, so this is my skincare routine. I have good genes, first of all. So it's true. A lot of I, women hate that response right now. Okay, this is the funniest thing. This is the fun. Oh, Michael's asking when the movie's coming out. It probably won't be till next fall because we're not shooting till spring. There you go. And then it takes a while for post-production. But my, I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago and my mom, who's the best, gave me like lots of little gifts, which was really sweet. And I'm opening them up and it's like, She's sending me a message. Oil of Olay eye cream. Oil of Olay night cream. I remember there's a scene in Friends where the mother says to Monica, I think it's time for you to use night cream. And <laughs> apparently my mother was sending me that message. So the past couple nights I've been putting on my, my night cream. I'm not as, I'm not good with skincare. Um, I'm trying to get better because I am getting older and things dry out and whatever. Thank you, Chad, for the birthday wish. But I'm 51, so. Yeah, that's, when you told me that, I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, I am 51, and this is what 51 looks like for me. So everyone has, is a different, every, everyone ages differently. I don't, I used to toy with the idea of like hiding my age. I, that's not the age that I act in the sense of like when I go for acting roles. They're not sending me for the 50-year-old mom role. I'm still kind of in the middle, mid 30s to mid 40s role. I, but I love that we could go out for the same commercial. I yeah. really enjoy that. <laughs> I like it too. And I don't, I refuse to lie about my age. And I know that like in the acting business, I, I may be shooting myself in the foot, whatever. This is me. This is like, it, no one believes right. and it's, There's a like, lot. She's saying I look 34. And I actually go, my agent, who's like amazing and wonderful, sends me for like 33 to 43. That's my age bracket, sort of. And that's what it is. It won't be like that forever, right? Soon, eventually, I will be starting to look older. And it is what it is. But I'm glad that my agent at least recognizes this is how I look. I know how I look. But I don't feel like I need to lie to people and say that I'm not 51, because I am. And I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of pressure. Age is very weird, because yeah. when, when you have to tell them how old you are, I think, well, why does it matter? Mm -hmm. This is how I look. So I do find age weird. And then yeah. I find weight weird, but that's just me. I'm like, I, you don't have to know. It's not relevant to the commercial. Uh -uh. But yeah. I no, I, which I get. Oh, hi, Jody. Jody just popped in. He's I'm an amazing photographer who did my headshots. Yeah. Um, hmm? Jody also does acting. He did like musical. Yes. Things. He's so cool. Yeah, he's so He's amazing. He's a very talented guy. And he's like a fantastic photographer. So if you need new headshots, go for Jody. But um. Yeah, I don't, we've been, this whole thing about age and women and I don't know. And that's part of why I probably haven't been getting that many auditions lately is because there's not, <laughs> there's not very, there's, 
maybe women my age or our, you know, not my, the middle age. We're in the same acting bracket. I get it. It's fine. There's not that many roles right now for like a mom looking type of person (laughs) because there's a lot of us. There's a lot, a lot of actors like us. A lot of white moms out there. Yeah, that's what it is. And that's fine, right? And it's, I think we need a lot more diversity than we have. So it's not like, I mean, personally, I want the auditions, but I definitely appreciate other people who have been underrepresented getting roles. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need another white woman who looks like me. Like, I get it. Selfishly, I want to work and I want the roles just because I think it's fun. But on a global like level, I think it's important that we have more, more representation for sure. I do. I I agree. But I also find it, uh, like, well, I don't know, when you watch commercials, I like to study them. That's what I do yeah. every time. And I look at the TV and I go, wow, this person looks so much like me that I, I, I'm, so I don't even know if we went into the, what are we doing that's different that would, what, what physical yeah. characteristic, I mean, I guess I have this, but other than that, it's like, I don't know, you look so much like me, this is weird. Yeah, I see it too, but you know what, we all have a different quality. Um they might see something in us that we don't see in ourselves and who knows, right? It's just kind of the, one of those things that I, you could make yourself crazy. Like I, I make myself nuts. I do very much so. Uh, oh my gosh. And I, I got to get better at like, once you do the audition, just kind of stuck, like putting it away and there's nothing you can do about it anymore. But I obsess. I obsess. It's hard not to because you think, okay, what if I hit this beat a little differently and maybe, yeah. I'm and then there's never, I find every take I'm like, okay, this is the best take but it's not perfect and I hate it so much, but I'm like, I can't, I keep trying. I'm like, there's no idea of perfect. These are essentially what I can do. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. And then it's just sent off to the internet. <laughs> it's sent off and they look at it. And I always wonder if they're even watching, like, especially now we're doing a lot of self taping, right? So I um, actually think they watch all of them and I commend them for that because there's a lot. So That's many. a lot of just, what are they, you sit down, like have some popcorn or is this, I feel like they're taking notes, you know, this isn't a movie, this is their job. Yeah, for sure. That's no, I know they do watch them, but like, you know, in my um, little actor brain, in, insecure actor brain, um, I'm like, are they even going to watch this? You know, whatever. So, um, but I sometimes like, I get in the mood, I'm like, I'm going to send it, but it's not my best because you're not going to watch it. I'm like, why would I do that? I do it, but I'm not happy when I do that. Well, I think I was really hating the self tapes at the beginning because I like getting into the room because I feel like they'll get a better sense of you, you as a person when you get there and see them in person. But I'm trying to be much more positive about it now because you can, you can do multiple takes. Mm-hmm. You can screw up so many times and just choose the best ones. You don't have unlimited opportunity when you're in the room. You do it once and they say thank you or they'll redirect you and it's very quick. You're in there for five minutes. And at home, you can really take time. And there's a, I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages. I'm trying to be positive about it now and go, okay. Well, the weirdest thing, so before this, I've rarely self-taped for an Me audition too. before COVID, right? Yeah. There's maybe a couple, it's always go in, whatever. But now seeing myself audition for commercials, I'm like, that's what I would have done in the room? Huh, interesting. And then you have to figure out, okay, maybe, uh, maybe let's change that. Maybe mm-hmm. let's not overact like that that was painful uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's what we would have done in the room though because in the room there's humans and you're kind of like bouncing stuff off it's such a it's a different environment but it is what it is and I think as long as we're doing the best 
audition that you can do in your circumstance, then that's all they want. And it is, a, they're usually looking for a look um, or a quality. And I don't think it can always be quantified. And they just know, sometimes I don't think they know what they want until they see it. And then they'll look at you and they'll go, oh my God, that Robin, that's the one, right? Like, it's so interesting too, because before, so before my window chat, whatever, I was trying to create things with different actors mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I wanted from them and they would send me stuff and I thought, okay. this is so interesting. And then I'd rewrite it based on what I got. But that was such an interesting to kind of cast and then work with and then direct. And, yeah. and I thought, I understand what it's like to not know because I know I like this. I didn't like that. Let's... Mm -hmm. And so that was such a weird mind shift. It didn't yeah. really help, obviously, because I still wonder what I'm doing wrong. But that being on the other end, like, did you end up, did you personally cast everyone in your short film? No, How did that work I out? didn't. So um, we're doing it through the actor co-op program. So uh, actors are acting unions. So everyone who's acting in it has to be part of that union. So um, there's a wonderful actor named Cynthia Crowfoot, who's actually also one of our co-producers. Um, and she has made a couple of fantastic short films herself. And we have the same acting agent. And I actually just called her to get advice. Like, how do you make a film? I don't know how you do this. And our agent, Terry, said, call Cynthia. And I did. And she was so beyond generous with her time. Like, we talked on the phone for like an hour. And she just said, you need to do this. You need, she gave me like this list of things. It was like, this woman is just sharing all of her information and all her knowledge with me. It was so amazing. And she liked the script. So now she's going to be acting in it as in, in the uh, film. Uh, she's going to be the scientist, which is amazing. Yeah. Cynthia's like, she's so great. This is a scientist for now. There's a scientist. Well, this is not, this is no joke, man. Competitive now is very serious. Yeah. Cynthia's just wonderful. And like, aside from being crazy talented um and she's just one of the people like that we want to be like you and I like just she's out there creating stuff and it's really good and she's putting herself out there and she's not like keeping it all to herself she's sharing her information and that's what I think we should all be doing which is great and then I approached another a friend who I knew from a long time ago and I hadn't acted with him in a, a, ages I knew him from ages ago I called him said, do you want to be my husband? <laughs> and then he said, yes, please. So I'm so excited to work with him. His name is Dave Lapsley. And I'm really excited to work with him as well. He's really, really good. And then our wonderful director, Monica, um, she knows this wonderful actor named Amanda Cordner, who's done a lot of work and she's gorgeous and she's super talented and she's going to play the coach. So um, Monica approached her and said, here's this script. Would you like to do it? I've never met Amanda. I've seen her picture. We've communicated. And that's kind of exciting. Um, I completely trust Monica as a director because she has experience. She knows what she's doing. I'm going to trust her creativity and her professionalism to kind of um, direct us into, into what needs to happen for this film. So it's also a neat thing to write something and then kind of let go of pieces of it and say, okay, now it's not totally mine anymore it's like here have some of my baby <laughs> it's so hard because i find like i've written maybe a couple things and then when i see others perform it or even when i performed it i think huh i don't know if that's what i was going for this is interesting mm -hmm. i never know if i'm if it's what it started off it's never what it ends up being that kind of thing but that process i find mm. it just helps shape the next project where okay this is 
kind of now I understand where to start versus mm -hmm. I shouldn't have started there. But I love that you're acting in it too, because you're saying your own words. And that's yeah. so cool. That is so cool. And I think that was the appeal of the writing for me at the beginning was that there are not that many roles. The roles that I was going out for, um, for auditions, there's hardly ever any lines. First of all, sometimes it's just, you know, shovel the snow or whatever, which is fine. And it's fun. But there's not really a whole lot of acting involved. And that's a skill. Shoveling is hard. Okay. Uh, I was born to shovel because I'm Canadian. And there's a lot of snow. A. Yeah, A. But um, I wanted to write so that I could, frankly, write something for myself because I want to work and I want to do stuff. And it's hard. There's not that much stuff right now. And do I think I could read someone else's words and do an amazing job on their show? For sure I do. Like, I'm, I'm completely confident I could do that. But there's also hundreds of other actors in Toronto who can do that. So... Um, it's really cool because I think there are so many actors and writers who are creating their own stuff right now and just putting lots of art out in the world. And like since COVID, it's like so depressing and it's so frustrating and everything. And I'm just excited to be doing demonstrations for it. And I can't wait to actually, it's a demonstration sport. I just can't wait to actually do it. And I, it seems impossible that it's actually going to be a thing that I'll be able to see. Because I'm still so at the beginning. It's such a good con. I love to know, like, what's the pregame nap? You know, that kind of. Yeah. There's just so <laughs> many thoughts I have that I'm so excited. I don't want you to give too much away. So I can't give any more no, away. I, I just I have all away. these. Okay. Cut up. Yeah. I'm just so excited to see it. And then, like, do you have the beds, one bed at a time? Does everyone share a bed? Is it, you know, anyway, that's what I think about. That would be think weird. About no, you'll I say that. I'm like, contestant shit. No. Why would you share a bed? They don't share. Well, you a have to have your own bed. Weird. I think it's okay. your own bed. But yeah, you have, you're, go, you're gonna have to see it when it's all done. All and right. we're hoping to shoot late May, early June, and it's all COVID pending. And but that's the plan right now. It, it's it can happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I mean, any support that your many many viewers <laughs> want to share, even if you can't um, afford or to share money which is totally i wasn't laughing at the support i was laughing at the viewers but yes the many I viewers support. Yeah. so <laughs> what we would appreciate is if you go to the um to my instagram page and i'll put the link up there for the indiegogo page even if you just share it on your social media that's great if you can afford five ten dollars that's amazing and so appreciated but even even just sharing it is so yeah. appreciated and oh cynthia's here hi cynthia she just missed like the Cynthia show when I was like singing her praises. She'll have there was to a lot of praise. <laughs> there was ten minutes just on Cynthia. It's and a dramatic entrance. Welcome, uh, <laughs> Cynthia's face. Huh? Yeah, she's cute. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just I'm excited about it. It's 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 kind of giving me a, like a lot of confidence too because. There was a thing about, you see these people, they're making movies of like, who told you you could do that? Like, who gave you permission to make a movie? And then I'm like, oh, I could just make these decisions, to, right? And I think often we don't let ourselves do that. We think that there's some like thing we're supposed to have to, like, we're not a filmmaker or we're not a this or a that. And it's like, no, I'm just deciding this is what we're doing and we're going to do it. I love but it's also, I love how your project sounds like it's going to be so collaborative. And I love, I'm learning mm -hmm. that you don't have to be just an actor. You can have some input. And I feel 
that collaborative nature makes the project that much better. And you can see when I watch things, I'm like, okay, so this went well and this team wasn't the best together. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the cool thing about it is like just letting other people have their input and it's like everyone's brain is so different. Right. And it's like, oh my God, I never would have thought of that. Like, you know, the director, Monica gave me some notes on my script and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because she has, more experienced than I do in certain things. And she can see things from a director's point of view that I don't know how to see. Right. So just from that reading, from her reading my script, gave me a lot of good notes. And I have a lot of writer friends and mentors who were also read the script and gave me notes. I'm like, okay, thank you. These people have a lot more writing experience or just life experience. Like I've given people notes too. And probably I'm saying something they might not have thought of just because of my life experience. So. I, I kind of like that, as you said, like of being collaborative and working with other people. And yeah, it can be kind of, so, especially now the whole COVID thing, everyone, everything's so solitary. Yeah. And so it's nice to have a collaborative uh, project to work on. I agree. I'm very, yeah. I'm very excited. I just, I'm, I want it done so I can see it. So Thank you. Great. Me uh, too. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, Thank you. you guys. The comments have been just so lovely. And somebody said they were sad because their parents wouldn't let them donate. I don't want you to donate if you can't donate. Uh, no, no. Don't get Baron's wallet. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, don't even, like, if you can share the link, great. But seriously, we, yeah, like, only people who can actually afford to spend money should spend the money. Yeah. Sometimes I've been able to afford to donate to things, and sometimes I haven't. And that's okay. Like, just, even just having the words that you're excited for me and that you're, proud of me and whatever like that's you're just cute. you're growing up so fast <laughs> you're the i'll share the i'll tag the the demonstration sport too i don't thank know you how, instagram's weird with sharing links but yeah. i'll share and share you can't really click on it um, I know. i'm learning about instagram I, I'm, I'm not yeah. so good at it yet yeah. and i'm like this person i do instagram lives but i'm like so so on the instagram this is my first live you did great yeah Thank you. Is there anything else you want to plug or should we like peace out? Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm just happy to have our campaign go live. I'm excited to film this movie. I was so excited to be on your show. Oh. I got to do window chats with Robin. And then I'm going to go back to work now. So there you <laughs> go. It's a really nice way to spend my lunch. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on the, being thank in the you. bottom box. Uh, <laughs> Like, I feel like you should look up, like, in the bridge. Hi, Robin. Hi. Hi. Okay. Where's my eyeline? Is my eyeline? Okay. I know. This is the thing. I have to do that. Well, thank you. Um, and I'm so excited for your, your, your show. And I can't wait to see your next guests that you have on. I, I like to pop in and see what you're talking about. It's always fun. Thanks. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I kind of just go with it. Great. If you were, I, I, liked, I liked the riff of the nap. I appreciated that one today. I'm going to make sure that I put the link on my personal Instagram page and it's on my demonstration sport, the film Instagram page. Very cool. Um, so I'll put the link for the Indiegogo on both of the, right now it's just on the film page, but I will go now and put it on my own personal or page. Or even uh, the Facebook, it's, I don't know. I have a Facebook page, uh, demonstration sport. If you just go at demonstration sport, the film, that's, uh, I have a Facebook page and yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at oh, cool. Carrie Teacher, C-A-R-I Teacher, all one word. You can follow me on Twitter there as well. Uh, and that's Twitter. it. I'm not ready for Twitter yet. That's another thing. I, yeah. <laughs> There's so many things I, now. 
There's too many things. Hold on, now there's Clubhouse. I can't do. I just started with the Clubhouse, and it's it's kind of cool, but I can't figure it out yet. So, yeah. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for Before having. I get me. into this, this voice. <laughs> oh yeah! Thanks for coming. Uh, all right. And this is where I don't know how to sign off, so I'm gonna do an awkward. I know. Goodbye. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> the long goodbye the long goodbye well thank you so much have a great day we'll talk soon sounds good bye bye